Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Welcome, everybody, to episode 23 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm one of your co-hosts, Phil Souza, and I'm here with my co-host, my good friend, and a Jedi in disguise. It's Jack Ultramat. What's happening, Jack? Oh, nothing much, Phil. If you were ever trapped in jail, I would discreetly help you escape and come up with new solutions over a four-episode arc to do so. <laughs> Hopefully, it wouldn't take four episodes for you to come up with a plan. No, it, but, uh... it will take us four episodes <laughs> to come up with a mundane plan. Jeez. Yeah. Help us. Uh, if you're picking up what we're throwing down, we are talking about Clone Wars again uh, this week. We uh, are doing Clone Wars every other episode. So last episode, if you're just tuning in for the first time, check out our Onward review. I thought that was a really good episode that we did last week on the new movie from Pixar called Onward. Uh, so definitely tune into that. But we are an unofficial Disney Plus pod- podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus on the service. And we are back to Clone Wars. Two episodes ago, we set up this new story arc between Ahsoka Tano. It was the return of Ahsoka Tano. She had been gone for like a season and a half of the show. Finally came back in the mid- midway part of season seven. And we're time, it's time to wrap up this four episode story arc. I think we're finally done <laughs> with the Martez Thanks. sisters. <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> and so we're going to be talking about uh, Clone Wars season seven, episodes seven and eight. Um, Jack, what, um, I think I already know what you're going to say about this question. Uh, I want to ask you about how this story arc, all four episodes compared to the first story arc for you with the Bad Batch. Uh, and how did you think that this, this story arc wrapped up as far as the last couple episodes just in general? I wanted, I've always wanted to know more about the Pike. Um, that mm-hmm. lizard type creature that the one girl fights uh, in the transition. Okay, uh, I liked that creature. Um, those are, the, by beyond, the way, those are the, the same creature that we see in Mandalorian um, episode one or two. Two, I think it's episode two when he comes out when he first gets the child and he's leaving and he gets jumped by those three like lizard creatures. Hmm, That's the okay. same race there. Yeah, okay. Trandoshans. Okay, so all I'm saying uh, is that I. Um, I don't understand apparently how television shows are written. <laughs> um, especially when there's a 12 ep- only 12 episodes, right? 12 total. Yep. So I I I wouldn't spend four of my episodes teeing up on basically the last four when it I could have spent one teeing up 
the last what would that be seven literally the most like odd dead end i don't understand apparently story arc i've ever seen on any show i've ever watched yeah and i was like and and honestly like my expect my, my not my expectation my excitement went from very high for these last for these four episodes to by the end i'm like please lord let it let them do something to make some sort of redemption or let us know where they're going and it like it basically comes to the end and it's like oh okay well you just had to get through this part to get her to to get ahsoka to these other three people that are going to set up uh a darth maul ending spoiler alert yeah yeah i would say um i hate to say this about any episode of the clone wars but like episodes five six and seven are almost skippable for me like where, where you where you just Which, recommend people not even watch them like because they, they don't mean anything for well, their overall story if this were an and if this were a season that had 24 episodes okay you can burn three episodes right but in a, in a season that has 12 episodes and it's a show that hasn't been around since when was the last when was the last episode 2014 it hasn't been around in six years. Yeah, it's been a while. Yep. And so now we're just gonna burn. Like it's so weird to me. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like odd. I, I, anyway. So whatever. I got really excited when we watched the first four episodes because even though it was like the self-contained story, you were seeing some stuff about uh, Anakin. You were seeing. You were learning a lot about the clones and like these super clones that they you know accidentally created and yeah. and and just. Uh, more about how the 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 droids like communicate with each other there's interplanetary communication that was being shown mm-hmm. and of course you know finding a long lost brother that they bring back there was so much interesting yeah it's like a, a larger world that was a part of not just i don't know what this was it's weird yeah Maybe. yeah so but then to descend in from that into this like these four episodes i mean what a I don't want to say like they're spitting in the face of like Ahsoka fans, but it is one of those things where like, like Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tano fans like myself that were super excited to see her come back. We haven't seen her since season five. Mm -hmm. So like, I was so pumped to see her return. I was like, man, like she's one of the most BA Jedi. Like she can just, kick butt and she's not anymore buddy no she can't i thought i really thought we would see a return to form for her like where she is basically a jedi not by name but by deed and like just like like literally like performing as a jedi and and rescuing like lost you know like um oppressed people and stuff like that, but just telling, not telling people that she's a Jedi. And we just did not get that in those four episodes, not even in the, I mean, we, you barely even saw her use the force in episodes seven and eight. And I thought we were going to see a lot more. So there's, there's nary a a lightsaber to be found. There are no clones in these episodes. It is a weird, a weird uh, four episode deal here. So um, kind of bummer. Yeah. So um, let's go. We'll kind of, kind of go beat by beat. I think, um, again, there's not a lot of meat in these episodes, so these this might go kind of quick. But um, it, as always, Jack, feel free to stop me if if you sure. want to talk about something that happens. But um, we'll we'll start with episode seven, kind of go through that plot, and then and then do the same thing with episode eight, and then at the end, I just kind of want to give some kind of closing thoughts about everything that we saw. But um, I think most of the interesting stuff to talk about is going to be at the end of episode eight. <laughs> but we'll get there in a little bit. So um, episode seven. 
uh, as we assumed, what basically takes place minutes after the events of episode six. So they are on Obadiah or Obadiah. I've heard it pronounced both mm-hmm. ways actually in Star mm-hmm. Wars um, stuff, but um, they are still on this planet. They're uh, been captured by the Pikes. They're uh, held up in a cell. And honestly, the first few minutes of the episode were somewhat promising for me. I, I was really captivated by their backstory. I thought it was, it was kind of cool and I thought it would set up some really interesting conversations and that never happens. Um, but the first few minutes I thought was really cool. Like basically in about two minutes, we get like this really thick story. Um, Rafa tells the, basically the story about how they, be, they came to be orphans. And it also explains a lot about why they personally hate the Jedi. And basically the story is this, and uh, this, the events that she describes happen. This is like an Easter egg thing, but like it happens directly after the events of season one. If you can go all the way back there, episode twenty-two, the fi- the finale episode of season one is basically about Cad Bane and some some bad dudes uh, breaking Zero, um, which uh-huh. he's a, he's a hut. He he's actually I think part of the family of Jabba's. Uh, I think he's his great uncle or something like that. But uh, Zero the Hut is basically broken out of um, uh, like Jedi or like Republic prison. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's been, he's been captured by the Republic, um, Republic people on Coruscant. Mm-hmm. And so as they're making their escape, this is not shown in season one. It actually happens right after those events. Um, th- she says that she watched Cad Bane shoot a transport that they were trying to get zero off planet and Jedi jump onto th- that, that, that ship starts going out of control. And it's going to kill people. So some Jedi try to steer the ship away and act, you know, they could have gone towards a huge crowd of people or towards this lonely house. And so um, they, she describes Luminara. She doesn't know her name, but she, she says a green Jedi in dark robes. So we know that's Luminara. Uh, Luminara actually was the one that jumped onto that, that out of control ship and steered it directly into their home and mm-hmm. ended up kill, killing Rafa and Trace's mom and dad. And then when Luminara comes back to apologize, she um, doesn't offer that good of an apology. He just says, I had to make a choice and the choice was to, you know, run the ship into your, your guys's house. So yeah, into your house. So yeah, sorry about that. Yeah. So, sorry. Um, uh, you know what? The force <laughs> is going to be with you though. <laughs> yeah. So May and the then force they, be with you. Hey, uh, thoughts and prayers. And then, and then they flew off. <laughs> right. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that, that explains a lot about who they are, how they've, the kind of upbringing that they've had to do kind of or, the orphan life of like, you know, making your own way in the world. And it obviously explains a lot of why they hate Jedi. Um, they're not too fond of them. So I thought that was a pretty cool story. And I thought that that would mean something for the episodes, but, it literally almost never comes up again. There's there's one sentence in episode eight where it's briefly mentioned, but that's pretty much it. Um, they take uh, Rafa out of the cell at first for torture and interrogation. They don't get anything out of her. They take Trace uh, second, and they want to know where the spice is. They show that scene. Um, she um, uh, Trace like actually fights her way out of the bondage of that scene, which is, I thought pretty cool. Like to watch her kind of get a little action. She steals a a blaster and kind of shoots her way out. And then at the same time, Ahsoka breaks um, her and Rafa out of, out of their cell that they were left in. And Trace is like going to break them out of the cell. Like they, they miss each other. So like Trace goes to like unlock all the cells 
Meanwhile, Ahsoka and Rafa are already out of their cells because Ahsoka uses the force when Rafa wasn't looking. Right. And um, she, Trace, in this really kind of cool scene, a uh, little bit, she breaks out, she kicks little the... Bit. Little <laughs> bit. <It's laughs> kind of cool. Just, just a little bit. Um, she uh, breaks a couple of prisoners out of their cell. One of them actually looks like one of the pirates. One that, ham- and one of them's Hammerhead. Yeah, yeah. Well, he looks a like ha- hammer. ham- well he's a Hammerhead from the Moss. Well, he's that species or whatever uh very strong uh yeah alien creature there yeah he actually picks up one of the pikes and throws him at, at the throws him the like, other a, pikes. like a child yeah <laughs> yeah that was pretty cool yeah uh, uh trace um let's see oh all three of them meet up together finally and they get out of the building they, they make i'm skipping over some of this stuff that really doesn't matter they make yeah, it to, they make it to a gap in the platform where it's a pretty big jump like they're probably not going to make it but they have not i mean what, what else they can either like face the blasters that are firing at them or try to make the jump so they go with the second option trace uh, jumps for it is clearly not going to make it and ahsoka kind of nonchalantly kind of does a little force force push and push, <laughs> pushes her the rest of the way uh, she's still trying to hide um the fact that she's a jedi obviously and then um there's a kind of a dark moment here where rafa says oh um she's probably not going to make it um you know we Hey, let's just let's just go, yeah, let's just the go. two of us. <laughs> so you kind of see a little bit of Rafa's uh, inner dialogue monologue right. there, right? Um, they kind of get their uh, getaway uh, kind of going on. They say that as, at one point, Ahsoka says the Pikes are not going to let us off this planet. Like it's it's pretty much they're going to capture us or kill us, but they're not going to just let us go. This is a big deal for them. That that you get the feeling that the spices are really prominent thing for them like the, it literally it's not just their entire living but it's their entire reputation like they are known as these spice runners and so they um they're you know they're literally going to do anything it takes to get them back and so that they can get their spice and so um at one point ahsoka goes alone she says okay you guys go along go on by yourself and i'm going to disable the gate this is where i thought we were going to get some really cool ahsoka I, I know she's disarmed, so like I didn't, I wasn't expecting her to brandish a, a lightsaber out of nothing. But I thought like, oh, she's going to grab a blaster or she's going to flip over somebody. the the com- The hand to hand combat was somewhat impressive, but I feel like we've seen better not only in this series but also in other Star Wars things like the Mandalorian, especially. And so for like it being one of the only the biggest action set pieces in episode seven, I thought they could have made it a lot flashier and it just, it just looked okay. Um, basically what we know from that scene is that Ahsoka can take down four guys with just hand to hand combat and doesn't need a lightsaber, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool, but right. it was just okay. I thought the action. Um, yeah. And I, I felt like they, um, it, it never reaches a level that you think it could reach. And my expectation is for it to reach that level because one, it's a cartoon two, it's Ahsoka. She's a Jedi and three, why wouldn't you want it to reach that level? Because it makes the show better. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Really the most violent thing that we see in, in this episode is there's a, there's actually I skipped over it, but there's a part where there, there's a pike that is like, grabbing onto trace and trying to pull her up onto like this moving platform this mm-hmm. like free elevator type of thing and he gets trapped and like he get they don't show it obviously but he gets crushed um but yeah that was that was really kind of it as far as violence but 
well, it's just weird. Like it's like this. Um, the whole thing has a, such a slow pace to it, and it's like not there's not really an urgency to this at all. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just really difficult to. It's just, it's weird. It, it surprised me that it's so kind of nonchalant. Like the whole thing right now is just like I don't know, like some weird middle of a season one, you know, bonus. Yeah, bonus features. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, it it does. I'm I'm glad you said that. It does feel, kind of feel like they're just like, oh, we got plenty of time to tell lots of stories, and um, you know, let's just burn a few episodes on this small little story. It's like, yeah. no, this is the final no. season. People, people really actually wanted to see kind of new stuff, but whatever. So yeah, odd. Um, there's a kind of an aside moment where Ahsoka pulls Rafa over to the side and she says, Hey, you know, you might be able to pull off this kind of life, but Trace isn't really meant for this. Like her personality isn't geared for this kind of life. Um, but she won't say no to you, you know, like whatever you ask her to do, she's just going to do it. So you need to do that. Basically doing, she's telling her like, you need to do the honorable thing and just live this life on your own and, you know, let your sister be. But, um, obviously she doesn't, I, I don't know that she ever takes up to heart. Um, they, they go to like this, would you, how'd you interpret the next area? So like, they kind of go to this area where they're like, there's like commerce being done. Um, it looked like it, it was it like a a city. It's a city. And I think the pike, the pike aren't running necessarily. They may run it, but like the pikes, the place, the pikes place, (laughs) that's hilarious. Starbucks (laughs) pike, um, area that they're running is like their own little compound or like a big factory kind of scenario shipping kind of shipping yard inside of whatever the city that what's the name of the planet that they're on? Uh, Obadiah. Obadiah or whatever it's called. And so this is just like the town or like the, you know, the city area, like you have it right. I mean, like okay. the town that it's part of, that's where they're wa- wandering around. That's where the pike are out looking for, looking for these people, you know, looking for the escaped convicts or whatever. Right. So I, I, I don't know if that answers your question or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I guess that, that makes sense. I, I, I think like the, their factory or whatever, I, I call it a factory. It's, they're basically t- turning spice into weapons, but um, they, uh, they're like, like on the edge of town, edge of, edge of the city, I mm-hmm. guess. But so they make it into the city and, and you think, you know, they're going to grab a speeder or a sh- steal a ship or something like that and get out of here. Uh, Trace is, says, I'm not leaving without the silver angel, like her ship, but they're like, Hey, look, you know, it's be- better to be alive than to be alive and on that ship. So they, um, they're running for it. Like the pikes actually end up firing in the middle of this like busy street. Um, they jump on a speeder. The pikes are following them and, and fire on the speeder causing, uh, the sisters to fall off as only Ahsoka is on the speeder. She has a moment where she realizes she can get away, but you know, feels like she, she's, you know, owes it to these sisters that he's got, that she's gotten to know over the last couple of episodes. Like I need to go back and save them. So um, they actually take the girls away and um, Ahsoka like kind of plans her strategy and then basically like flies in on, on that speeder. I think it's the mm-hmm. same speeder and they, and you know, it's five, five, five. And they, they try to get the girls onto the speeder so that they can go um, back to either their ship or back into to the city to make another run at it. But then they go right back into lockup and literally Jack, the end of episode seven ends exactly the same place where it started. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like, it doesn't even, 
Like, I don't they're understand. Still, like, they're I, in the cell at the end. Yeah, I mean, and then you're left. With, <laughs> I remember when that when that when that went off. I was like, oh my gosh, like, like this is just so like monotonous at times. And you're like, yeah. it shouldn't be monotonous because you've had this long to create something. It's like, it's like if you have a band that hasn't created. It's one of like your favorite bands, and they haven't made an album in like six or seven years. You figure they're the guy, they've had six or seven years to make some really good songs, and yeah. they come out with just like a tambourine and someone clapping. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, what? Why? Why? Why is that? It? Like, why? Yeah, whatever. And then they do some digital stuff, like some analog, like some uh, some 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 synthesizer type stuff. And you're like, no, you're a metal band. Why are you playing synthesizers? It, like, it doesn't make any sense. Basically, what I'm saying. So. Yeah. Ow, how so, could it be this bad? Some of the, the brief conversations that I skipped over in, in that synopsis, that's all of episode seven. Um, there were a, a few conversations that I skipped over because they are literally the oh, same exact conversations they, as the conversations they had in episode six. The dialogue talks itself in circles sometimes. And you're like, I feel like I feel like I'm watching a show like that's like Doc McStuffins or something. Like <laughs> how is this how is this dialogue this like it's not even this juvenile. It just—it's not saying anything whatsoever. It's like this, like I don't know. This like moral diatribe on yes. a show that we just want to see some action. Like, yep, just do some action. Like so weird. Well, and, and even if it meant something the first time, that it's it's a very viable reaction to say, look, we. I literally have heard this conversation before. I, I just saw it last week on episode six. So I, they, they offer nothing new to the conversation. They still disagree with each other. There's, yeah, there's they're no still arguing over who, who is at fault for ditching the spice in yep. uh, hyperspace. It's like yeah. over and over again. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, true insanity like true yeah, insanity at times i don't know and it, if they cut out all those conversations the episode would have been 15 minutes long and yes. and it, it it would have been even shorter than it was so it's it's just it's like i don't know i i don't really understand a lot of the decisions here um really literally the only two interesting moments for me in this episode the entire episode were uh the the first two minutes where they were giving some backstory to these girls and we we're learning more about uh zero cad bane luminara like that was kind of cool like uh, i i enjoyed that throwback that callback to the first season of mm -hmm. Uh, and you get to see like, okay, you know, what we didn't show you from season one is how this is affecting the lay people, the people that have nothing to do with the war. They don't even care about the war and how they have been thrown in the middle of this violence and their lives are, are worse off because of the Jedi. I, I totally respect that. That's really cool stuff. Yeah. But again, like you said at the top of this, tell Tell all that into a single episode. Just give them their backstory. Show yeah. show the show these girls maybe already in the middle of a spice run. Ahsoka comes across their path and saves saves them. And you could do that all that in twenty minutes, maybe forty at, at the most. But you de definitely don't need eighty minutes, which is how long the story story arc uh, took. So and you could have been and like and you could have been you could have been telling other stories. I mean, even if you wanted to go on a side story, maybe make the characters more interesting or maybe like make them star Wars characters that we've seen before. or Maybe we had some interest in or, but not like, man, these two sisters are like, wow. Like, yeah. Okay. We've, we've seen this story before. Like, this is like, we get it now. Now what? Like, 
It's just weird. Right. What's, I don't know. what's next? Yeah. Maybe their dad could have been Boba Fett. I don't know. <laughs> Let, let me pa- pause right there. I, I should have got grabbed a uh, charge a computer charger before we started. I'll I'll cut this out here, okay. but I need, I need to grab grab my charger real quick. All right, I'm gonna play play everybody a song while you're gone. Chocolate pie, chocolate pie. If it was a bird, I'd poop in your eye. Eat it with whipped cream, eat it with fork. Phil's truck's got lots of torque. Chocolate pie, chocolate pie. If it was a bird, I'd poop right in your eye. Thank you. Uh, can you make that song about Rafa and Trace? Yeah, uh, here we go. <laughs> Clone Wars, Clone Wars. Oh, Clone Wars, Clone Wars. Oh, it's the Clone Wars and you forgot, but it's the boringest show you've ever watched. <laughs> clone, Clone Wars. You're stuck in a garage watching a big old pile of crap. Clone Wars, Clone Wars. And now, even worse, you're listening to two guys talk on a podcast about it. Clone Wars. Brought to you by Kellogg's. (laughs) I'll put that in at the end. Good job. Thank you. I'm done. And I kind of... And I kind of skipped over it um, a second ago, but my, the second, the the second interesting part in this episode, and I when I say interesting, I mean it's only there for ten seconds, so vaguely, it's not, it's, it's not vaguely that, interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, is there's a um, some people that are are in like cloaked kind of uniforms, or whatever, right. that are watching all this happen, and you don't really see them or like i read something where like somebody figured it out but i didn't really understand who these people were and and it's just basically a little teaser basically right yeah yeah we learned a lot more about them in episode eight but um there's it's the slightest little teaser for for the next episode where it's fully revealed and so there was a definite definite moment in episode seven where i was just like oh interesting like kind of tweaked my interest a little bit and then it was gone and even you you could have done that in episode six. Yeah. We could have had episode five morph into the spice run and then them get jailed. Then episode six, they get, they break themselves out because it's Ahsoka. And then they could have, that then they could have met these people at the end of that. And yep. also newsflash, it's on Disney plus. We're not <laughs> sending this to a network. <laughs> every episode could have been 40 minutes long if you needed it to stretch it out but instead yeah. you're like must do it formatted to whatever this is like so odd to me i, I yeah. don't understand it i wonder if they plan on syndicating it later or something like that but um honestly yeah. the episodes seem too short for that because they well no i guess with credits i guess if you run the full credits it's like 24 minutes or whatever but. so so IMDb as the series in itself is re- is rated an 8.1 out of 10 stars. Okay. Okay. 
And that's that after right. 40, 47,000 rings. That's the whole series. Episode, let me go back now. Hold on. Let me look at this. Episode five, to give you some perspective, episode one of this season is at 8.4. Okay. Uh, and then Unfinished Business episode four is an 8.6 stars. Pretty oh. high rated. Yeah. Episode five, Gone with a Trace, pun intended, uh, <laughs> 6.8 stars. Wow. Episode six, 6.5 stars. Episode seven, 6.1 stars. Wow. So that's I a think sharp that, drop off. I think the ratings kind of, uh, you know, really back up kind of what you and I are saying there. Because even in a 6.1, that's still pretty low. And then that's that's basically you see the trend of people going, yikes, like this is progressively worse. And then episode eight is a 7.4 stars together again. Together and I, again. And honestly, I would only give episode eight a little bit more of an upturn on, on a vote just because of the ending Something of the episode. Happened. Darth Maul is in it. Like there's, there's actually interesting moments in that episode um but yeah like you said it's just something happened like literally episode seven is we're going to start the episode imagine this pitch right like we're going to start episode seven with them locked in a cell we're going to end episode seven with them locked in the same cell yeah and in a in a 24 in a 24 episode season you have time to do that sure right buffy the vampire slayer can go off and chase down some randomo and monster of the week this thing because there's 24 yeah. episodes. There's 12 in this, and we haven't seen it in six years. So do better. Like, it's insane. But what's yeah. the name of the director? What's his name? Oh, gosh. Uh, Filoni. Uh, Dave. And Dave he's, the guru, he's the guru, right? The creator. He's Yeah, he's not only the guy that's been the showrunner for Clone Wars, but he also did The, the Mandalorian season one. Right. So then you're just like, man, <laughs> what, how's he mess this up? I don't know. Whatever. It shows you what I don't, what apparently I don't know. But anyway, so. So episode eight, uh, together again, uh, again, starts out exactly like episode seven. They're still in the cell. They're locked up. Um, Trace actually has kind of a cool moment. She finally stands up to her sister and says, hey, look, I don't, um, th there's, again, still arguing. <laughs> Ahsoka and yeah. Ruffer is still arguing. And uh, she basically steps in and she's like, you know what? I'm on Ahsoka's side on this. Like, I, I, don't, I don't like all the spice running business. I'm out. Like, I, you know, if we ever, if we even survive this experience, I'm not, I'm done. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. So I thought that was kind of cool to see that. Um, this time, all three of them go to talk to the Pike leader, which I should know his name, but it escapes me right now. Um, they go and talk to him. And Ahsoka basically makes this deal. Uh, with Mike. His name is Mike. Mike. Michael. Uh, He's Mike Pike. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Back to you, <laughs> Phil, in the studio. Mike Pike. Call me, call me Mike. Um, Mike Pike on line one. <laughs> um, she says, if you let the sisters, Trace and Rafa, go get the spice for them, let them off planet, let them go get the spice that, that they stashed or whatever. She lies to them. If they don't return in 24 hours, I'll tell you where their family is, which, of course, we know they don't have a family anymore, and you can kill me too. Um, you know, Give them 24 hours to at least pay off our debt and then and then let us go uh or kill me if that doesn't happen at this point jack i still don't understand why she's not just telling everyone that she's a jedi can, do, do you can you help me understand this like well why, like she, like literally their lives are on the line i think she doesn't want to she doesn't want to make uh she doesn't want to bring attention to herself she heard that she's so maligned with the jedi 
that she doesn't want to include them in anything. And she also knows that it will, it could cause some issues because the Jedi are so, uh, are, are, are so, I mean, they're such a big part of the Republic that any connection to the Jedi means that it's an action that that's the Republic is doing an action against the Pikes or whatever. Yeah, that's so she's trying to guard that, but that she's even in this situation in the first place is dumb to me, but whatever. Yeah. Charles. Yeah. I think, I think towards the end of the episode, they're like, um, why didn't you just tell us you were Jedi back in the cell? And she's like, well, you just told me that story about how a Jedi killed your parents. And <laughs> I was just like, I don't, I don't really buy that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't buy that. Um, anyway, um, so and we, he's not named at this point, but the leader basically after the, the girls, all three of the girls leave, he says, we need to get that spice or I'm going to hear it from him. And we don't really know who the him is at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But that was an interesting line. I was like, oh, okay, there's something bigger going on here. Um, Rafa wants to... Um, to go, they, they get off planet and then she says, I want to go back and save Ahsoka. Like they, they really have their opportunity to, to just leave her behind and just go back to their lives in Coruscant and just forget about Ahsoka to begin with. And Rava has this super weird, I don't understand it, like change of mood where she wants to save Ahsoka. She's been hating Ahsoka up until this point. And really, like in episode seven, she wanted her to die. Like she was, she was like, she's not going to make that jump. And I don't care. Yes, <laughs> and then exactly. now, now, now in episode eight, literally hours have transpired. And she says, I want to go back and save Ahsoka's life. And Trace is like, why would you want to do that? And she said, you know, she doesn't disagree, but she's like, I, that doesn't seem like your character. And she says, um, well, it's, it's the only way that I can like stick it to stick it to her and like show her that I'm better than her. Like that. I came back to save her life. Just like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't buy that either. Sorry. <laughs> That's that's too weird. That's really too bad. weird of a, a flip for her character. So, but they had to do something. Like I don't know who's writing these stories. I, I don't know that it's Dave Filoni to be honest. But whoever's writing this episode is like, well, you we have to make them both want to go back to the planet. How do we do that? And this is the best they could come up with, I guess. Um, so, so they go back to Kessel, the the place where the the first planet that we see in episode six, where the all the spices. They um, land on the dock and. One of the few moments I really, I've actually kind of enjoyed watching Rafa. Rafa is the kind of a despicable character in all four of these episodes. I don't really enjoy watching her at all. Um, but I did like, for a few moments, the the conversation between her and the dock workers that are there on the planet. She basically lands on the th- on the planet and she's like going to con them into giving them spice when they don't have an order for it. Like, and, and they, to be fair, the dock workers are like, Hey, we need to see some documentation. Like, we're not just going to give you spice. And she's like, Oh, it's a special order. Don't worry about it. You know, the, it's coming from up top from all the way at the top and they're starting to buy it. And then she's like, um, at one point they're like, you know, we can't give it to you. And she's like, well, you know, I want to talk to your manager. And he's like, I talked to the manager. He says, you can't have it. It's like, well, why isn't he here? Like she was, manager. She, yeah, it's, it's very best buy. <laughs> <laughs> like I went to talk to the Best Buy manager. Exactly. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought I thought like seeing her kind of con doing a con job on these guys was actually kind of kind of interesting for a few moments. Um uh let me kind of finish that. Sure. It goes it, it does the thing where like it goes back and forth between the two girls and Ahsoka and then back to the two girls. I'm I'm just gonna finish the the two girls and we'll talk about Ahsoka. Yeah. But, um uh, basically, they get caught. The manager actually does come down. They actually call him the manager, and um, 
it's uh it's a Trandoshan who's obviously we know they're they're pretty tough mm-hmm. yeah. and um i thought it was a really cool moment it's a moment you already mentioned jack but she takes a pipe and she's like she's like i've got the manifest right here and she like tries to bang it over his head and you think she's just gonna knock him out with one blow yeah. and it the, the 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 kind of um looney tunes style yeah, like, looney tunes. yes exactly <laughs> The pipe bends around the shape of well, his Well, the head. other the other workers look like Looney Tunes characters. They look like Marvin <laughs> yeah. the Martian almost. Like, what am I looking at here? Do you know who that what what that race is? I I don't remember the name of their race, but do you know, remember where we saw them before? Monsters. I don't know. I'm not sure. Real quick moment. There's a quick moment in uh, the Phantom Menace. One of the oh. uh, one of one of the pod racers is this race. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah. He also has a very Mike was uh, Mike Wachowski. Uh, <laughs> from monsters inc look too yeah yeah they're very short and anyway stubby yeah yeah um there's some some pretty good struggling fighting kind of in, in these couple yeah, minutes this, that we have on, yeah, on the platform fight with that with this guy was pretty tough yeah i thought it was pretty good um i didn't know how she was gonna actually take him because i mean he's obviously 10 times more powerful than she yeah, is Yeah, i'm surprised he just didn't throw her off of the uh thing yeah which is it bad that i was cheering for that to happen at one point <laughs> I'm not going to fault you for it. Okay. So uh, eventually Rafa gets on this moving platform with him and she ends up climbing up to the top of it and then kicks the, the whatever the bolts or whatever that's holding this thing up and he ends up falling to his death. So that's, yep. that's how she takes him again. Very Looney Tunes, very Wiley Coyote. Yeah. This whole scenario yeah. was like very Looney Tunes like, so yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Inspired by Looney Tunes. There you go. Paul. Um, they and then they take the sp- spice and leave. So, uh, going back to Ahsoka, so she's still on the planet. She easily breaks herself out. This is like the sec- at least the second time. Maybe there's like three times or whatever that she breaks <laughs> out of uh, their cell. But she gets out of the cell. Um, there's some pretty good ac- acrobatics here. I thought we actually did get to see some of the Jedi moves that she has, so to speak. She kind of um, flips from you know container to container throughout this factory, and she's planting thermal detonor- detonators all over the factory, kind of setting off this you know future bomb, which obviously we see at the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, um, and then we finally get to see one of the more interesting scenes, and uh, I would say maybe the most interesting scene in all four of the episodes is we see Darth Maul. And um, it's revealed that he's the, the him that, you know, that we heard about earlier, this guy that's kind of overseeing this whole operation. And he's basically pressuring the, the Pike leader to fix the situation. He's aware of, of what's going on, how they got conned basically. And that he threatens him, you know, like I'm threatening your life. And then he also talks about the Crimson Dawn, which is a, another uh, underworld group is actually the group that are the bad guys in the solo movies. If you've seen solo, a star Wars story, um, he says, you know, I'll give the job to crimson Dawn if you guys can't handle it um, that kind of thing. And then um, I thought it was going to, the scene was going to end there, but he actually sees Ahsoka, which I don't know how this or like sen- sc- or senses. I feel like he senses Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. It could be just that. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting. Terrible. When, when that kind of stuff happens over long distance and we see it, that's canon. I mean, we've seen it with Darth Vader does that, uh, you know, chokes a guy from, from across the uh, Skype session or whatever that they're doing. You know, and Luke Skywalker can literally, he's so in tune that he can project himself in almost in physical form, basically right. uh, up across the, you know, a galaxy basically. So pretty amazing. Yeah. 
yeah, that was pretty cool. So yeah. he know he knows that Ahsoka's there. Um, surprisingly, doesn't say anything about it. Like you know, hey, you've got you know you've got a loose rat in your um, in your midst or whatever. Right. Um, he doesn't he doesn't mention it at all. Um, and says, hey, I've got but more important things to attend to than this, and and heads out. Um, but they soon find out that she's escaped, and they go on this hunting thing for her. They catch her in this big shootout scene and corner her up, and she's um, shot with a stunning bolt, um, blaster bolt or whatever. Yeah. It is taken away back to <laughs> the cell again. Which, um, I mean, these scenes like play over and over again in this whole arc, and it's like it's kind of mind-numbing. Like, there's yeah, times when you're like, why? Like, why did you... So weird. Anyway, yeah, continue. It is very um deja vu like you know break out uh fight 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 get captured break out fight 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 get captured break out like it's just over and over again um right with these episodes but and it's all happening in two episodes like it's literally 40 minutes of television so it, it is very repetitive um they okay so then uh, finally we'll get all three of the girls back together so the the girls come back they've got the spice they um in a moment I didn't see coming necessarily. Um, I mean, I, I guess they figured out she was a Jedi because, she, because she broke out. I, I, they don't explain how that they know this, but the Pikes have figured out that Ahsoka is a Jedi, and she, he reveals that information to the girls like pretty much within the first ten seconds of them coming back to the planet, and um, she, he tries to convince her, or I think he's, maybe he's convinced as well that Ahsoka has been using the girls just to, um, you know, get a cut of the money and then it's just going to turn her back on them. She may come out and say she's a Jedi. I feel like she may have come out and said, okay, look, I'm a Jedi, blah, 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 blah. He, no, he's, he definitely, he's the one, he's the one that breaks the news on that. And she owns, uh, owns up to it right after that. And that may be um, what I'm thinking. Yeah. She, in the same scene, she's definitely talking to the girls as, yeah, sorry, I didn't tell you before, but yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> Oh yeah. He, <laughs> and that's, that's the part where she's like, where the, where he, she's like, well, when, when was I supposed to tell you? And they were like in the cell <laughs> when we were also sitting in the prison cell. That would have been a good mm-hmm. time. So, which I totally agree with. Um, Anyway, um, they the, the thermal, thermal detonators go off, so it cuts the conversation short. Ahsoka uses the force to basically get them out of that ugly situation, and they run for the Silver Angel, their ship. They, without any complication at all, they just hop on the ship. Like, I, I was kind of expecting them to have to fight through some guys or something like that, but there's literally no one even on the platform. They, they just get on the ship. <laughs> they just run onto yep. it, and they go. And then we get a flight scene where they're flying, um, trying to get off planet. Um, there's three Pike ships that are, that are um, following them. We finally get to see some ship to ship combat, which I thought was, it was short, but it was cool. Um, Ahsoka actually shoots down a couple of them um, using the, the firearms that are on the ship, which thankfully Trace thought to put that on the Silver Angel. Um, yeah. They, uh, it's a pretty good sequence. There's one ship that's left after their gun gets destroyed by one of the ships. And Trace ends up taking that one out by basically playing chicken with the last ship um, and causes that ship to kind of, you know, veer off into a rock, um, into a, a side of the, the right. cavern. And then, um, and then they had uh, someone following them out. The uh, shady Mandalore people uh, yeah. have followed them out. And so you kind of see them behind them as they're going. So, yeah. Yeah. They follow them. Um, 
it's presumed that they follow him all the way back to Coruscant. There's a, a brief scene at the very end of episode eight, which is really the, the only reason to even watch these episodes is the Darth Maul scene and the scene at the very end of episode eight. Um, Ahsoka says, hey, look, girls, I was a Jedi, but I'm not a Jedi any longer. Um, you know, sorry, I didn't, I didn't tell you, but I'm, I'm not technically a Jedi right now. Um, and, you know, I, I just... I prefer to lay low right now. I'm not, not really in the business of being a Jedi anymore. And they thank Ahsoka for helping them and saving their lives. And they wish her well. They're saying, okay, go on your way. And then she, as she turns to leave, it's Bo-Katan. And this is a cool mm-hmm. character. I, um, I don't know how much you remember from season five of like this whole thing with the um, Death Watch and Bo-Katan and Darth no, Maul. Tell, tell folks about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I think I kind of mentioned it a couple episodes, maybe four episodes ago or, th- or two episodes ago, but I had, I had watched season five right before watching the story arc. And it's so season five is definitely my favorite season. There's um, again, I, th- I think I talked about some of this, so I apologize for repeating myself, but there's, there's a, um, a basically a takeover that from Darth Maul. Think of basically think of Darth Maul as like the Godfather. Like he's going to be right. this like underworld boss over every un- underworld boss like he is the boss of bo- of all the bosses um or mm-hmm. like kind of like joker from um the dark knight uh like he's you know he doesn't want to s- squash all the other crime bosses he just wants to be the one that's like controlling all of them right. and so like he basically becomes that and so the pikes are under his thumb um death watch is under his thumb now because he he killed their leader um he uh, oversees the huts like he's he's basically in control he's the puppet master for all these right. different cri- crime syndicates and so um, well, he's, co- he's even in charge like in the solo movie like that's revealed right. that right, he's right. in charge of that too so like you know that's a big tie in there between this and solo yeah that was cool to see um yeah the, he he names it the shadow collective and it's it's basically again just a conglomeration of all these different underworld um they, they become a, a pretty for, pretty good force to reckon with when they're all playing together and so darth maul is again the puppet master the king over, over all this well during the takeover of mandalore they you know there's been some dis, there was some disagreement between darth maul and uh his name escapes me he was like the leader of the death watch and he was the guy that was holding the the uh, dark saber and he defeats him in combat and kills him and then basically says okay that i am now the new leader of the death watch either you're for me or you're against me and Bo- bo-katan and several other of the members of death watch turn their back on darth maul and say this isn't what we signed up for we're out of here and they fire upon them and try to kill them but they get away and so that that is the last time that we saw bo-katan was at the end of season five or in the middle of season five and we don't really know what she's been up to since then basically it's inferred that she's been on the run and has been looking for an opportunity for someone to help her basically take back her planet and her people um, because darth maul is running things from behind the scenes they have a prime minister that's that's basically a puppet he's he's not really making any of the real decisions darth maul is basically running that planet right. and so um 
she is obviously needing help. There's only a few of them that, that defied Darth Maul. And so she's looking for anyone that could come to their aid. And Ahsoka has actually worked with Death, Death Watch in the past um, for a whole bunch of reasons I won't go into. But um, she is one of the few Jedi that she actually knows by name. And so she has obviously been looking for Ahsoka since her disappearance and has finally caught up with her. And she gotcha. says, I want to get revenge for my people. Um, together, let's go fight Maul and take back my planet um which is obviously the big takeaway from from this whole story arc so yeah there you go <laughs> so it's all, a, it's like all a, of that it, exactly <laughs> all of that said it took four episodes yeah 80 minutes to get us to bring back this this three this person and and tie in ahsoka to this person are you kidding yep. me like yep why like unreal like this is weird and i guess they're trying to tie in the pike and they're trying to tie in the they could have done that in two episodes the jail time was a whole episode spent on them in jail talking yeah. about their feelings yep. yapping about who knows what and like completely stupid man bad yeah. like not that's good pretty, that's pretty much it every review i see on imdb about episode seven is exactly what you and I are saying. Every oh, really? review of user reviews, except, okay, except for like three reviews that are like 10 out of 10s. Oh, wow. so good. So well written. No, I'm, I'm not sure. Dave Filoni must have written those himself, those reviews. <laughs> and then there's like a nine out of 10. So like those are propping up any sort of a six based and then the rest of them were like a one out of ten a two out of ten a three yeah. like like this whole like thing where people are like pointless like one person's title said skip oh absolutely <laughs> i so at the end of episode six we were just like wow like can it get any worse from here surely seven oh, and are, 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 are gonna be are gonna be better than what we just saw episode Jail seven epi episode seven is the low point of the prison life the, the story art bad yeah. Of the show. Like the low point of the whole show. Yeah. It's easily one of the most skippable episodes I've ever seen out of anyway. Uh, by the way, I did, I'll get to this and what, what else have you been watching? But um, I, I did finally finish Clone Wars. So I, I, I'm. Congratulations. Uh, yay. I finally, I've now officially watched every single episode of the Clone Wars. And um, there is no episode more skippable than season seven, episode seven. I, it's a good I, feeling. I, I can't think of anything else that's not worth watching so well there um, you go there now are you know. even there are even episodes there are one-off episodes in the yeah, would be, early seasons season three season four there's uh, one episode where it's literally just r2d2 and c3po yeah. um on, on a planet watch that, that. yeah I would, I would go back and watch that one even we though it, it, it a, means nothing for the series <laughs> we could have done a mace windu one-off we could have done um a obi-wan one-off we could have done all oh, these yeah. other things Instead of whatever this was, so bizarro. I really wish I, I wish I could, if I had a magic wand and could just make whatever change I wanted to the season, I would I would essentially delete these four episodes and literally just start it with Bo like episode five is Bo Katan finding Ahsoka on some like all you know, dis distant planet in the outer outer rim or something like that, and or at a and gas like, station on Coruscant. Yeah, exactly, and just Instead saying a pump station there on Coruscant. 
And the first line that's uttered in that scene, other than her, you know, Ahsoka ordering lunch or whatever at the restaurant, is uh, Bo-Katan pulling back her hood, revealing her face and saying, Ahsoka, you're needed on Mandalore. And just start the, start the four-episode story yeah, arc right there. Just go that route. Instead, we've got a big... We, we, try, we feel like the... Bo, Bo, what's her name? Bo, Bo-Katan. We feel yeah. like her big reveal and Darth Maul's big reveal are big enough to pimp out four episodes to get there. And it's no. not like, it's not even so bizarro world. I, the, I the, only, the only thing that's giving me any kind of redeeming <laughs> thought at all is that we still have four more episodes with Ahsoka where she is going to return. Uh, hopefully she's going to return as this BA Jedi that she really is. She's going to uh, supposedly fight um, Darth Maul in lightsaber to lightsaber combat. I think that's going to be awesome to watch. So we will, I think finally get the Ahsoka Tano <laughs> return that we all deserved, but it's going to be, it's, we're going to have to wait a couple more weeks. Well, you've only so. got four episodes to get there. So I hope well, good luck. <laughs> so I don't know, man. So it was a rough go. The, the, the first um, basically this season is going to be in thirds so there's um, first third which which was Bad Batch second third which is the Martis sisters another, is gonna, another is Bad gonna be, Batch yeah very Bad Batch very uh, Bad and, Batch and then um, the last third is going to be Darth Maul and um, not just Ahsoka but other Jedi like basically um, you know putting him to, to his bases and like actually trying to do away with him for good. So I, I think the last, the last third may be the strongest of the three, but man, what a lull in the middle that we got. So unfortunate. It's very sad. My friend, very sad. Well, um, before I uh, get into more star Wars talk, what, what I've been watching, what, what have you been watching on Disney plus recently? Oh, uh, the usual stuff. We've talked about, uh, my love for, uh, the Marvel, uh, animated stuff that's on there. Uh, mm-hmm. obviously we watched Onward fairly recently and talked about that. Uh, and then, uh, man, there's one thing that I watched that was, uh, exciting and I forgot what it was, but anyway, uh, normal stuff, no, no, nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, again, go back and listen to that Onward review. I think it's, um, Oh, the original Iron Man. That's what we watched. Oh, the first Iron Man. Yeah. It was nice. Great. Miller it, had never so it seen holds it. up. Oh, well, and Miller had never seen it because it, you think about it this way, Phil, like you and I, like we, we saw all of the Marvel stuff as it developed and we were like, oh, this is great. And this is great. But like Miller kind of came into it on the middle of it. And now it's like, um, basically, you know, uh, he doesn't know those beginning movies. I don't know that he saw the original Ant-Man until the other day when we watched it as well. So, wow, man, how, what a treasure trove. Like now that he's coming of age yeah, to, go like, back. to be able to see all these movies, like, Dude, I it was like um so like the the biggest analog that I have uh, for my own life is like so we were born you and I were both born in 1979. My my parents wouldn't allow me to watch anything that was rated R until I was 17. So like the day that I turned 17 was just like oh my gosh like there are so many movies that I can see now yeah. and like it was like the gates had been opened and yeah. so the I think one of the first ones I saw maybe if not the first was um, I was like I'm going to watch T2 <laughs> and so I watched Terminator 2 Judgment Day 
um, and a bunch of other movies too at that time. But I was just like, yep. man, I can watch whatever I want. I watched Alien for the first time when I was 17. Oh, I watched, um, I mean, think about like all these great films that have like so much resonance in our culture, as, you know, especially for the genres that they find themselves in that, I just were completely unknown to me. And like, once the gates were open, I was like, Oh my gosh, I have like endless supply of, of new things that people have been loving for years, but I've never experienced. So, right. Yeah. Well, very good. Cool. Well, that that's exciting for him. And I'm sure you yeah. enjoyed watching it too. Love it. It's good stuff. Um, so, so I, I, I think I mentioned this last episode, I had five episodes or six or whatever left of, of season six. Uh, and I finished those up. Um, season six is incredible. Um, it's probably my second favorite, favorite season um, out of all the seasons of um, Clone Wars. I thought maybe this one might be up there, but we'll, we'll just have to see how the last four episodes oh, shape up. But. They better be really good. <laughs> they would have to, be, have to just, be really good to make this the best, ep- best, best season. Yeah, there's some really good seasons of Clone Wars out there. Uh, season uh, five is probably my number one. Season six is a really close number two. Um, it's really, really good. The uh, I don't know how much you remember from the end of season six, but it's basically a, a, a um, Yoda sto- story arc that is phenomenal. It is great, um, isn't it? It's so good. I, I could not believe how... Those those seasons are canon, like they are they're canonized by Disney. They're saying that mm-hmm. these these events really truly happens in Star Wars yes. lore, and yes. it is the the last. I don't think it's a four episode. It might be a three episode story arc. There's basically um, Yoda is first of all right before this they show the the thing where how the clones got created or got commissioned by that Jedi names are escaping me today, but that the Jedi that basically said he's mentioned briefly in in episode two of of the movies and he like against the Jedi council's wishes against the Republic's wishes commissions, the creation of a clone army. And that's all it's just, his name is literally in passing in clone wars season six. You actually see, not see him, but they, they actually tell more of that story about how it all occurred. And then, Yoda actually kind of spiraling off of that story. Uh, Yoda begins hearing voices and it didn't occur to me that this was a new thing for the Jedi. I thought going back thousands of years of Jedi, um, like force ghosts and stuff like that were just a thing. Like the, the right. just, they've always well, existed. Qui- Qui-Gon is a, is the first one that could, um, he had been studying how to become a force ghost basically. Yes. And then and he I passed that along to Obi-Wan. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, he passes it along to, to Yoda, and then yeah. Yoda passes it on to Obi Wan. But right. yeah, the I did not know that, that was new until I was watching season six. And so, mm-hmm. um, Yoda is literally the first Jedi, as, as far as we know, um, in recorded Jedi history. He's the first one to ever communicate with someone from a um, a dead with a dead Jedi, like someone who's right. passed on already. And so they actually actually have Yoda go. He's like following this Qui Gon Jinn voice. There's there's actually a scene where the Jedi are like, um, that's not Qui-Gon. Like they're, they're basically telling Yoda, like, you don't, you know, you're being, you're being fooled. You're being maybe taken advantage of the uh, Sith are playing with your mind, trying to destroy us from within. Like they, they totally write it off. They, they say it's not even possible. And so uh, Yoda obviously knows better, knows what he's hearing. And so he follows Qui-Gon all the way to uh, Dagobah, which is a, a really cool uh, reference. Um, uh, callback. He goes to Dagobah. I think for the maybe for the first time, it's kind of inferred he's never been to Dagobah before. Uh-huh. Um, Yoda goes to Dagobah, encounters Qui Gon, not in 
physical, like you, you never actually see Qui-Gon physically as an apparition in front of him, but he's, his voice is more prominent there. They're actually able to have a, a dialogue, a conversation back and forth. And Qui-Gon tells him to go to this like weird, like astral planet. And he, he goes all the way out to this planet and it's like the, the makers, like the creators, the, the beings that created all life in their galaxy. Um, right. And um, basically say like, Hey, we're going to teach you if you're worthy, we're going to teach you how to persist your life uh, beyond the physical uh, force because the, the force exists inside of all of us and once we die that force gets converted into like this more like uh, celestial kind of you know not not um, not tangible force right uh, and once you can convert into that that how you can like basically communicate with the other version of the force the physical force um, even past past your death and I didn't know any of that. Like that was all like, there was like literally brand new canon information about, about the force. I literally never knew it that I learned just by watching the clone Wars. So I I finished season six. I was like, man, that was so incredible. Well, and it kind of helped set up, um, honestly for me. So I, I watched the the season six and it actually made rise of Skywalker a little more palatable as far as kind of how they did the emperors type thing and all the things. Like, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah. well, if the good guys can do that kind of thing, surely the bad guys can also do that that sort of thing as well. And I remember reading one of the expanded universe novels that Timothy Zahn did, and mm-hmm. it talked about basically the storyline that is that is Rise of Skywalker is similar to the, I'm trying to think of the name of it in the Timothy Zahn books. but So I'd already kind of had a precursor for it, but that Yoda stuff at the end of season six helped kind of, make that all make a lot more sense to me as far as like what was possible. So yeah. And the Qui-Gon tie-in is really cool. Cause I thought Qui-Gon yeah. was a character that they got rid of after Phantom Menace because he died, obviously. And you're kind of like, ah, it would be nice to have him around longer. Cause it's Liam yeah. Neeson. So yeah. And, and what's really cool about season six is that you see it in the credits. It's actually voiced by Liam Neeson. Like he actually is the real voice in those episodes of season right. six. So it was really cool. cool to- see that so i'll I'll spiral that into the other thing i watched um this last week um jack i I went back and watched attack of the clones and Mm -hmm. revenge of the sith uh episodes two and three of the movies i'd not seen these movies for a long time um i i would say maybe you mentioned to say eight or nine years ago was the last time that i've seen Uh them so i remember some of the events of them but i didn't remember i've seen phantom menace more recently uh for a podcast that you and i still occasionally do the whole podcast but i'd not seen episodes two and three and i so i didn't go back and watch the phantom menace you can kind of skip that one anyways Uh um i I did watch episodes two and three um episode what i've always believed about attack of the clones is still true today um that movie's a a good movie but not a great movie by any standpoint um it's probably of all like 11 star wars movies or whatever there's been it's probably like closer to the bottom yeah Yeah. nine or ten for me um however there are some really cool scenes all of the scenes all of them that Mm -hmm. exist between anakin and padme are skippable for me i i think that some some of dude is some of the most it's it's some of the most like just mundane talk oh, and r- right. like the rom- the romance is really awkward and they don't sell uh, it very yes. well and it's yes. it's really really bad um episode but the the season the scenes attack of the clone what you get in attack of the clones is the clone army for the first time you get 
um, Obi-Wan just being an awesome Jedi fighter, just mowing down dudes. And right. you, you get him chasing and ultimately killing Jango Fett, which is really cool. Like the, the whole like ending scene um, on um, Genosis with the, like the big like uh, gladiator style fight and stuff like that. Like, um, or is it, no, that's, yeah, that's right. That's a, a, a yes. attack of the clones. Yeah. Yes. It so is. like that part of the movie's good. Like it's it's really good. But you have to endure probably about thirty or forty minutes of really weird romantic talk between and galactic and galactic republic junk. Yes. Like yeah, and Jar Jar. Representative Jar Jar Binks. Oh yes, exactly. <laughs> Golly. Now you talked about Revenge Revenge of the Sith. It, I I like it. Like I that movie's I great. Think it's a it's a Star Wars movie. It feels like yeah. a Star Wars movie. It's got a lot of good action in it. The bad guys have a really it's it's a lot closer to Empire than anything else that those those prequels did and uh it was good. I I I didn't remember liking much from any of the prequel movies, but I take that back. Epi- episode three is a great movie. It's a really yeah, good Star Wars well, movie. Well you find, well the big payoff. It you knew it would be good just because you knew you were gonna get to see Darth Vader become Vader. And so yeah. you know, it had to be somewhat good. So yeah um revenge of the sith is where we get all the all the stuff that you think of when you think of the prequels like when you think of scenes where like oh i remember scenes of like you know massive amount of clones fighting droids or you know that that scene where obi-wan's writing that massive lizard thing mm-hmm. chasing chasing after um, in the, in count the dooku yeah yeah um I, I remember general grievous and how powerful he was and wielding force lightsabers at the same time all those powerful, awesome scenes are all from one movie and they're from Revenge yes. of the Sith. <laughs> None of that stuff exists in the first two movies. So, um, yeah, they just crammed just a crap ton of, of really good Star Wars lore and scenes and backstories and stuff like that in Revenge of the Sith. And I, I really enjoyed that movie quite a bit. Um, and there's actually a, um, you get to see the, the, I mean, not that it's fun to watch necessarily, but you get to see the end, basically the end of the Jedi in that movie. Yeah. Like, um, there's a, a crazy scene. I remember that Mace Windu was killed by Darth Sidious or Palpatine but what I didn't remember is that he mows down three of the of, of the Jedi that are like his attache like he's he and three Jedi are coming all four of them are like we need oh, they're all, four all really of us. skilled like they're yeah. all really skilled one of them is Kit Fisto who's, who's a, the best pretty, sword, the best you know the best lightsaber guy ever yeah, and he's a pretty prominent character in the Clone yeah. Wars mm-hmm. um, he unfortunately gets killed very um, uh unceremoniously <laughs> like yeah. he literally dies in a few seconds um but darth, darth sidious um puts a lightsaber through him uh force pushes another guy you know stabs him and kills he kills three jedi in like 10 seconds and then they have a, a big long uh duel with with mace window which he knew was going to happen well and, um, and i would say this about those prequels like um george lucas did this thing and he gets a lot of bad you know bad mouthing but like he's also he's george lucas and i have a lot of respect for him because he created star wars it's awesome but yeah. in those prequels he used so much cgi that now in in current times when we see that type of cgi we automatically think well this is obviously cgi it looks fake yeah you know what i'm saying like it looks real but it, it looks real in that way where we know it's cgi yeah. whereas now when you see the things they do you're like well i can't really tell what's real and what's not real and but that CGI looks like they're on a sound stage. It looks like it's fake because it is fake. So and so yeah. it, like a lot of those the prequels look that way. And you're and you're, I don't know. They they didn't use as much uh, you know, smaller small scale modeling type things that the original uh, Star Wars did. So yeah, 
Yeah, you see Order 66, you see um, the clones uh, literally turn on their Jedi generals and kill them all one at a time on all these various planets. Uh, you see basically where it's just down to um, Yoda and Obi-Wan. Is there a third person? I think there is, but I can't remember who it is. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's a, really, it's a really crazy scene. And they all get killed. Yeah, and but it's basically just down to... The, essentially the two of them or three of them, if I'm forgetting one and Yoda basically is like, um, we're going into hiding. Like I'll, I don't know if I'll ever see you guys again. And, um, right before he leaves Obi-Wan's presence, he says, I have some things to teach you about how to communicate with dead Jedi basically. Mm. And it's, it's a direct reference to season six of the clone wars, which is a really, a really cool tie in. Um, by the way, this is the last thing I wanted to say. It's a throwaway line, but it affects the clone wars. So I thought, I thought it was worth mentioning. There's a, there's a line in the beginning of episode three, revenge of the Sith, where Anakin is facing general grievous and, um, general grievous is, trying to mock him. And so he says, Oh, I thought you'd be taller or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and basically he's saying like, I've never, I've never seen you before, but the, you know, the, everything I've heard about you is not true. You're just, you're, you know, you're just a kid. Hmm. And that, in that moment, I was just like, I'd already seen all six, all six seasons of the clone wars. I was like, has general Grievous literally truly never fought him? Like do Anakin and General Grievous never fight in the Clone Wars? I found that really hard to believe. So I had to look it up and it's true. Anakin never fights General Grievous in the Clone Wars episodes. There are 112 episodes of that show before season seven started. And you know, now we're going to add another 12 to that 124 episodes. Anakin literally never fights General Grievous. General Grievous is in like seven or eight or nine episodes out of that 124. And, and it, they, they come up with clever ways every single time to basically have Anakin and General Grievous not cross paths. Huh. And, and I, I read an article about how, like the, the title of the article was something like how one line, you know, basically disrupted all of the plot telling for Clone Wars. <laughs> like that because of that one, they wanted to stay true, make that line true and not falsify it. So they literally had to come up with seven seasons of contact of, of content where Anakin never comes in contact with General Grievous during the, <laughs> during the events of the Clone Wars. I thought that was really clever stuff and kind of yeah. interesting to look at. I really right? like General, General Grievous too. They never, they never really yeah. used him. They used him a lot, but they never. He was never really fully powered uh, in a way that he was almost played off for comedy at times, and like that was like kind of insane to me. But yeah, he's he's actually quite funny in the Clone Wars. Uh, TV episodes as well. Like right, he's right. he's a uh, he's a laughable kind of prota- um, antagonist. But yeah, but he he's, he's able to kill a Jedi, which is yeah, it's not 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 normal. Like most people can't. So yeah, when when he faces off with Jedi in the Clone Wars, it's always um, like Ahsoka fights him at one point. I think Obi Wan fights him at one point. Uh, I think Mace fights him at yeah, one Mace point. Does too, yeah. They they have to like come up with all these reasons why Anakin can't be in the same room as General Grievous during the show. Right. It's really really yeah. interesting to watch. But yeah. Um, anyway, so that's that's what I've been watching. I've been kind of obviously on a Star Wars kick, and I'll probably take a, a break from Star Wars for a little bit. I I thought about jumping directly into Star Wars Rebels, but I, I think, I mean, I've been kind of overloaded, obviously 112 episodes. Probably ready for a break from it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to, to watch um, 
Attack of the Clones just to see where things, how things, how they ramped up. I couldn't remember how they ramped up to the Clone Wars, and I wanted to watch Revenge of the Sith because I wanted to be prepared for if they do some kind of handoff at the end of season seven of the Clone Wars okay. into into Revenge of the Sith. So I wanted to remember how that movie started, and of course, wanted to watch the whole movie once I started it. So. Um, yeah, I'll, um, I'll be interested to see how they cap off season seven of the Clone Wars and kind of hand it off to Revenge of the Sith. But yeah, yeah I think I'm going to take a Star Wars break for a while. Um, I do want to watch all four seasons of Star Wars Rebels and some of the other stuff, but um, I don't know. I'll probably come back around to that maybe at the end of the summer. I've got some video games that I actually have been dying to play, and I'll probably do that for a little bit. Do so, it. Yeah. Do it. Cool. Well, um, anything else to... Tell the listeners before we sign off here. No, I have. Uh, oh, we need to. Got, si- we need to pick something for next week. Oh, and we've talked. We've narrowed it down, Phil and listeners. We've narrowed it down. Rocketeer or Willow. What are your thoughts, Phil? What would you most like to talk about next week? And whatever we pick, we got to stick to. So, listeners, <laughs> you can go watch it as well. Um. My gut tells me Rocketeer. You should know that I, I don't believe that I've ever seen Willow. <laughs> so I thought you were about to say you were gonna say, you were gonna say you should know that I don't believe in Willow. <laughs> and I was gonna tell you I know it's fantasy. It's not real. Yeah, um, uh, I'm game to watch Rocketeer. I'm game to rewatch Willow. Both are great. I was gonna ask you which one you like better, but it sounds like they're about the same. Paper, rock, scissors. Um, Paper, rock, scissors. Are you ready? I would say let's go Willow, if nothing else, okay. just because I, I want to see something that's not sci-fi. All right. right well, now. It's, <laughs> it's fantasy, so get ready. Uh, great tie into Star Wars because it's got uh, Warwick Davis in it, and he's in every Star Wars, so it's going to be okay. great. Yeah. Okay. All right. Willow it is, folks. Everyone go watch Willow this week on Disney+. Plus. Uh, you will not be sorry. Val Kilmer's in it and uh, many others. I've heard really great things. I, um, again, knew a lot of people growing up. I just, um, that loved watched it and loved it. I just wasn't allowed to watch it. So yeah. it's just um, different it's fantasy. So I could understand why. So cool. Okay. Well, Willow, it is 1988's Willow is what we're going to talk about next week. And then I would be totally down for some rockets here after that. So we'll okay. move the next couple. Cool. Well, All right. um, Thanks for tuning in. Um, let us know if there's something you want to hear us talk about on the podcast or you want to give us your own review of something. Uh, tell us why we're wrong about uh, Clone Wars episodes uh, five through eight um, and, um, and let us know uh, how much you love those episodes. I'd love to hear about that. Disney plus reviews at hotmail.com is the way to do that. Um, tune in next week. We're going to talk about Willow, as you just heard, and then we will be back for some more Clone Wars in two episodes, two weeks. Uh, so uh, if you're following along with us in Clone Wars, we'll see you in two weeks for that. Um, otherwise, tune in next week for Willow. Okay. See you.